July 24th, one week from the trade deadline. The day at the training camp start to open, it's allow me to be frank. How's everyone going? Everything's good, Frank. You know, it's another week, another chance to for the Mets to redeem themselves, and they still continue not to. Obviously, the Yankees had the game of the year last night. We'll get to that. And we got a special guest today. Yes, of course. We were going to get to that. We got the Clem report, the man himself. How's it going, Clem? Ah, well, football's here. Football's football has arrived in my mind just in time since our baseball team is dead. So it's it, to all the training camp like tweets and Jalen Ramsey arriving and all that other nonsense. It kind of just got me excited. Start looking at the fantasy team. Start researching that because let's be honest, baseball season is over for people like me and Frank. Yeah, well, football season's already over for me. <laughs> you know, that is true. I'm a Giants fan. I should actually – basketball season is just one misery after another. I mean, the way things look right now for the Dolphins. I mean – How are you doing? I, I don't know how bad or good Josh Rosen is. Frank, you spoke that one into existence, though. Me and you were recording an episode, and I, I floated that as an option for you, and your reaction immediately was like, nope, no way, no way. Lo and behold, a week later, Rosen gets traded to the Dolphins right after the draft. And uh, I look at uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick as just a ticket to go 7-9, which is just pure, utter misery in hell. You're never going to get better going 7-9. You don't know what you have in Josh Rosen. Just throw the kid in there. The last thing I want to see is Ryan Fitzpatrick have two good games, one bad game, two good games, one bad game, and the Dolphins end up 7-9 again. Tank, I need some victory worms, though. I, that's why I'm rooting for the Dolphins. I need to see some victory worms. I need to see some kind of, like, you know, some excitement out of you this year. I either want one of two things, and I'll know and I'll know three weeks into the season what I want. I either want the Dolphins to be good enough to challenge the Patriots. <laughs> okay. That's a hell of an ask. All right. Or be so bad that they get the number one pick. Yeah, I mean, that's the dream, especially I don't this want, year. I don't want anything in between. Frank, they always beat the Patriots, though, even in down years. F- feels like they're the only ones in that division who have the Patriots number. Well, that division just such an utter joke. If you want to know the secret behind the Patriots' success, is those six free wins every year. But they don't get the day... They go at least four and two every year in the division. Yeah, and then they get home field, and then they just go from there. They have a bye week, home field, and then next thing you know, next thing you know. 
But I mean, they do they do win the games for what for what you know they go to Kansas City and win last year, and then they win in the Super Bowl. I mean, oh, well, that Super Bowl was was so oh. bad. That will be up there with like Super Bowls. I forget. It will be up there with like Tampa Bay versus Oakland from back in the day. It's just be one of the Super Bowls that just never happened. You're gonna be like, how did Brady get all those rings again? And you're gonna go through them, and they'd be like, oh yeah, the Rams one. That was that that one sucked. I mean. It- the Rams, the Rams were so not ready for that that for about, that game. What about Jake DeLome? They beat Jake DeLome the next year. <laughs> oh, Jake DeLome. What about uh, Donovan McNabb puking on the field? Yeah. And Sports Encyclopedia was alive for all this, which is the most incredible thing. Yeah, that's insane. How yeah. how are we how are we doing with the big brain investment here? Do we have we have work on that? I, I gotta know. Uh well, I uh, I'm looking at uh, at one person in particular. Uh, I had a meeting with him actually last week. Yeah, right before he came to the office, Frankie was m- making moves. Yeah, Frankie Frankie moves. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, um, I've, I've asked a couple of people out there to submit proposals and. Basically, if I don't get hear from anyone else by the end of the weekend, I'm probably going to go to people I met. All right, so this is your chance. Dream if the dream job if you want that dream job, Sports Encyclopedia. What are you even posting that as? What are we considering that, Frank? Webmaster? I mean, we're going to go like <laughs> let's go with old school lingo too, webmaster or something. Like I that. mean, <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, uh, they they actually submitted a good proposal that I liked. That how they're going to make the site look. Uh huh. You're gonna like uh, take my old files and see how they could try to convert them into a new look, a cleaner, more modern look. Make sure you have a contract, Frank. I don't want to see anybody yeah. scamming you out of this yeah. sports encyclopedia. You better have a contract with a yeah. pen, yeah. ready to go. Yep. yep. Man, Frank, you should hire a lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Tank, you you're in the court system as it is, right? So you should know all the legal. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll take all the ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Got swindled by a sweet old lady. I didn't even see it coming, right? Uh, that's great. We were talking. Frank, be, be careful. You mean, don't do you hire, remember? Uh, do you remember uh, American uh, Gangster? Of course, my man. I would uh, the guy who was behind that movie, who Richie Roberts played. The so-called uh, honest lawyer. Mm-hmm. He's 81 years old now, and I've seen him around at the courthouse for many, many years. I'll never see him again now because he's had to give up his law license, and he just pled guilty. You know, he's pl- he might do a year in uh, jail for stealing money from the uh, Bar Association Fund to pay for his alimony of his four ex-wives. <laughs> <laughs> Little breaking news here, and allow me. I was going to say, what's going to come out? I was going to say, Frank, is this public information? Are you allowed to be sharing with some? <laughs> oh no, no, it's it's it's. It was in the Star Ledger. It's in the. Uh, it's on the New Jersey uh, news website. So, Frank, it sounds like Frank McCourt, the owner of the Dodgers, he went through that nasty divorce and still made him sell sell off the Dodgers in twenty eleven. Yeah, does does any uh, does any uh, one know anyone that was sexually harassed? <laughs> anyone that that uh, was at a, a recent clan meeting and happened to see uh, Jeff or Fred Wilpondaire? Please give me a call. 
Tank, we're, right. we're trying to figure out how we're going to get those guys out of power, and there's just no way. We, we well, said, well, uh, well, I'm hoping I'm hoping that they they sexually uh, that there's a someone out there that they sexually harassed, somebody out there who they knocked up and forced to uh, to have an abortion, uh, someone that's out there that's uh, seen him at a, a clan meeting. Frank, screw hiring someone else. You should put the ten thousand dollars to an infomercial and just say if you've if you've seen something about the Wilpons, please call this number. <laughs> if you've ever been victimized by Wilpons, please call Frank the Tank. <laughs> I'd love to see that. You know, we were just talking about the NFL. Clem, how excited are you to see Daniel Jones in blue? I, I mean, I'm excited. I I I was thinking about this today, so I. As a Knicks fan and as a Mets fan, I always talk myself into my teams every year over one or two silly things. And, you know, it could be something like, oh, I want to see Edwin Diaz, and then that quickly turns. Or, like, you know, you get you talk yourself into the Knicks. I don't know if Daniel Jones is actually going to be good or if I've just been convincing myself that I've become so good at this that I have actually convinced myself. I cannot wait to see ah! this man on the goddamn field. And you know what? I can't wait for him to shove it up Frank's ass now, too, just for that little fucking yell right there. I, I hope Daniel Jones comes for you, Tank. He's in your state right now. Are you watching the game? Oh, okay. I don't know but why I went. Did McNeil just – did he throw him I'm, – I'm a little delayed. Oh, he didn't throw him out at the plate. No, that was – that was Nito's fault. No, that was uh, Dominic Smith. You might even be ahead of me. All right. I apologize, Tank. I thought you were calling out Daniel Jones there, and I came in a little <laughs> hot with my take, and I, 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 just, I would just like to have that one back. No, there was a count. The Padres just went up 2-1, uh, sack fly to McNeil, and McNeil threw home uh, okay, kind of uh, a little up the line. and uh, ahead of me. Yeah, Nito me. What do you see what happens next? Oh. Let's see what the hour was. Sounds pretty much like the Mets season, summed up. Yeah, it's another, it's another, it's another underwhelming performance by Thor. It's almost like playing uh, an entire team out of position is a bad idea. Like, there's going to somehow be a, a, a game where the Mets play all infielders in the outfield and all outfielders in the infield. I don't know how that's even going to happen, but they will find a way to do it. It's, it's, it's honestly one uh, of well, the Well, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff McNeil has played well everywhere you put him. Oh, yeah. No, I love McNeil. I would never, ever slander him. I think he, he leads the team in defensive runs saved in four different positions. It's Dom Smith. And you can't even give Dom Smith too much shit because he's begged them to to let him try out and and, and work that position in spring training, and, and they said no. That. Yeah, and you have to keep him in the lineup with the bat. So I it's mean, like... who are going to put out there? Juan Lagares? I have seen enough yeah. of Juan Lagares. I want Juan Lagares to be DFA'd. I can't stand another game of Juan Lagares playing baseball and in the Mets starting lineup. And you just live with the fact that you know he's going to go to another team and he's going to become good. That's just how it goes. This team is so fucked from the oh, top. Oh, if Dom Smith goes, my biggest fear is Dom Smith goes oh. to another team and is a 45 home run guy. Dom Smith, <laughs> uh, ground ball to left field on, on right under his glove, scores the third run. That's, and uh, now you know what the scream was about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this rate, I mean, I get so livid whenever the Mets screw up and, and lose these heartbreakers when we're in it, when every game matters. Like I was listening to Clem, I was listening to your guys episode today. We got a believe pod, like what KFC was saying, you know, now I'm just not invested. I went, I still watch, but I went to bed in the 11th inning out of the 16 inning game last week. And I woke up the next morning and I was just like laughing when I saw the, the uh, score uh. on my phone. I'm like, 
those poor saps who stayed up. Like, I'm just glad I'm not, you know, boy, when oh boy. I'm just staying up. This is, this is the comedy of errors right now. <laughs> what are we, what's going on, Tank? I feel like you're about to boil over. Frank, you're ahead of me. Daddy. All right, now they hit a double over the head of Dom Smith. Here we go. Yeah, we got Not a little pot here. Sienna's down here. Not Don Smith's fault. He he couldn't get that ball. Not even Aaron Hicks could get the ball. So he throws the ball back to the infield, and uh, Ahmed Rosario basically smacks it away into the uh, side of the stands. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Yankees guy on this podcast. <laughs> With that ugly ass beard, he's always gonna. Uh -oh. Here we go. I, I see that the, the old today that Monday that Friday's giveaway getting a Med Rosario jersey. I'd rather get fucking ball paper. <laughs> <laughs> see, Clem, I'm the Yankees guy on this podcast. I live for this shit. They're always <laughs> they're always watching the game, and I just I hate Ahmed Rosario. He sucks. Oh. <laughs> uh, we, but you guys, you you had Jeff McNeil on the pod. It was awesome seeing him walk through the building. The squirrel, he's he's honestly the man. But just just tell us a little bit about it. I think my favorite story was easily the fact that he didn't start playing baseball till senior year of high school. That's insane. Yeah, like Jeff McNeil is. So first of all, he's like super just chill, understated guy. Like I mean, honestly, if I didn't see his face, I'd be like, that's not a major league baseball player. It's just because he's just like a. He's not like a like. A-Rod once walked in the office, and he was fucking A-Rod. He had a glow. I didn't even know who it was. I just saw, like, a glow coming off him. Like, who is that guy? And it was like, I felt like I got hit by a stun gun when A-Rod walked in. I just couldn't yeah. move. <laughs> <laughs> um, and McNeil is just, like, a cool, just quiet dude. I mean, he took the seven line in, which was just oh, so awesome. Nice. He was so, like, just common man, like, everyday thing. And But the thing about it is, Despite all that, the guy just picks up like a stick and can just, you know, he can hit a golf ball, you know, perfectly. He can swing a bat, hit, hit the shit out of the ball. Bats 400 in high school. Only gets the job because only gets on the team because his brother was like a big time, was like a prospect. So that's the only reason he like got on the squad. So um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I could love Jeff McNeil anymore before yesterday. And then I met Jeff McNeil and he was even more awesome than I could imagine. And the one thing I wanted to do during that podcast was just to be like, listen, man, there's going to be time when you're so fed up with us Mets fans because mm -hmm. we all sound like Frank at the end of the season. And we're just screaming at every single person on the team. <laughs> and I just would be like, don't hate us. Just know we're just being irrational because this team screws us every single year that this team has done to Frank's psyche is just not right. It's just not right. Yeah, I mean, that that's funny with the story about McNeil, how he didn't start playing baseball until uh, later in, in high school and his brother got him on the team. He said his brother was a prospect, his younger brother. For him to have uh, been, you know, playing college baseball, having that little of experience, he must have been, like, by far the best player on that team. And, I'm sh and obviously he's better than his brother. I don't even think – did he say that if his brother was uh, in the minors right now or anything? No, I, 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 I wanted to look that up. I never looked it up. He And when McNeil went to college, he was like – he he raked his, his his like when he when he first got in and the coach left then he went to Long Beach State and I saw his I think it was his junior year, two hundred and twenty one plate appearances, eleven strikeouts. It's like Tony Gwynn stuff. It's like are you serious with this? And it's a guy who picked it up picked up the sport a few years earlier. It's like it truly is like the natural stuff. And then the guy goes to the bigs. He's in there right now. He's three forty two, leads the league in hitting, and he's playing. You know, a mentally and then b like you know, in the field, he's playing well with all these different gloves going around the, the goddamn, 
you know, diamond and in the outfield because his franchise is a bunch of misfits from the top on down. And then he doesn't let it take, he doesn't take it to the plate like we know Murph would do sometimes and Duda. I mean, this team always is playing people out of position, which the Yankees, fucking Avery over here is just like, that sounds like a shitty problem to have, guys. <laughs> All they have, yep, there it is, man. Savages are out. Savages, this, that's yeah. The savages are the three Mets fans on this podcast. Those are the real savages, the people that allow this to happen. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I mean, the, the, only the Mets could have Met Rosario, basically like, like on a ball that, that that's that's like just thrown okay, smack the ball away into and cause a guy to get another extra base, and then two minutes later, a Met Rosario, he's a superstar shortstop. The thing is, get his with shirt. Rosario. Rosario, he's he's a major league hitter. We know that. He's he's at least an average hitter with the bat. He is not a shortstop. They need to find a new position for him ASAP. No, they I don't. It's in center field. Yeah, well, the, the center field. We would he his numbers suck as it is. He'll be another uh, Lagares out in left field or in center field. Another guy playing out of position. I want a real center fielder. And that was my next point. I was going to get to you guys this off season. The Mets have little flexibility in spending because of the Cano contract, of course, uh, among others. <laughs> yeah, five more years, $100 million. It, it's, it's laughable. But their number one priority, at least for position players, needs to be center field. They need a true center fielder. Push Conforto back over to right. I, well, I know, I know who's on my wish MLS. list, yeah. and I know I'm not going to get him. Who is he? I want Mookie. Jesus Christ, Frank. Frank. <laughs> Frank. I mean, let's just go Mike Trout. Let's just go all the whole the whole way here and just, you know, take that contract on. That's something the Wilpons will do. What are you talking about? If the Mets had that philosophy, they would have signed Bryce Harper this offseason. Yeah. Well, Frank- uh, the, 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 and the thing that helps him with Mookie is I don't think the Red Sox are going to even try to sign him. You don't think the Red Sox are going to try to sign him, but you think the Wilpons will try to sign him? Well, the, the problem is with this with the Red Sox, they are in tax hell. If they sign him, they will be so far over the tax, they'll be paying a lot of money. They'll be basically playing his contract over twice. I mean, that's why they've had the top three largest payroll in baseball, though, and they're the Boston Red Sox. They spend like the New York Mets should be spending. So, yep. you know, if it comes down to it, but they, the, 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 and I'm not even asking them to spend up to the, the, the tax level. I just want the Mets to be a top five payroll team. But you know they won't be. I mean, they had $158 million payroll this year. That's not even accounting for the insurance money they collect for David Wright and Ioannis Cespedes. When you take that away, they have a $125 million payroll, and, and that's bottom half in the league. And, and you know, the, the Mariners are actually paying for 60% of... Cano's contract. Cano, yeah. And they still wound up screwing themselves to paying $100 million for the next five years. The guy's 36 years old. And the, and the Mariners are still paying, are paying a big part, chunk of that. No, it's uh, the Cano. The, like, anytime you feel any, like, hope about this team because they're young or whatever, or, you know, like guys like Alonzo and McNeil who have given us a ton of hope, the minute you just think about the Cano deal being on the books for five years and it's going to be – 
the new David Wright contract, the new UNSS, but it's just a sunk cost. And it's Robbie Cano of all people that is, I mean, we knew this the minute they made the trade. We're like, well, as long as Edwin Diaz is Edwin Diaz, we can live with it. And the fact Diaz hasn't been that, he's been better. Like you said, the bullpen, it's so much though. The bullpen actually starts figuring itself out when it's too late and they find other ways to lose. It, it, it's just been the perfect. You think this Jess is, McNeil could figure out center field? I mean, you might as well let him do center, let him catch, let him do everything else on the goddamn diamond and just keep Pete at first. And then you just figure out like it, if, if Mets fans don't actually rise up and figure out a way to get the Wolpons out of here, like we're just screwed. We're just going to be watching the, and the Yankees are just riding like the, they're in the perfect spot. They have the most likable team. They win games. The, the, the game they won last night, like I couldn't even imagine being in that kind of state. Like that was 2006. We got one of those a decade and that's all we got. We got 2015 yeah. and that's it. I mean, the Yankees are just ran right. That, that's why, you know, they're a very good organization. Uh, they don't met their owner doesn't meddle, you know, and they, and they just, they, they do things the right way. They're smart. You know, they're not in uh, and they're just like a right. well-oiled team. I, I don't know if you guys they're remember right. 1999 and the 1999 Mets. That team had a little bit of up and ups and downs. Yeah, I remember 99 very well. That was, that was actually – that might be my favorite or second favorite Mets team ever. It's that in 06. Where the, I, I like 99 more than 2000 by, by actually a decent margin. And they had that infield that like made – all year made like uh, 18 errors. Amaro Rosario has like that by himself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the Mets want to get back to – Actually playing solid defense, I think McNeil needs to be the starting third baseman next year, and they need to go after a legit center fielder. That the, that, that is the one thing is that when Frazier leaves, third does open up. Jed Lowry's dead. He's just a dead person. He's dead or missing, and they they lost him. It's one or the other. There's no way around it. And then it's uh, – I mean, you have to live with Cano at second, and, and unless the DH comes in the next year or two, we're, we're just kind of screwed there. But, yeah, the center – I don't know. Do you guys know who, like – the good free agents are at center field. The only other thing, I mean, if they trade Dom. Mookie. God damn it, Frank. <laughs> don't even do it to us right now. <laughs> no, no more trades for Brody. That's all I know. The thing is, that with Brody this offseason, he came in. So, in 2011, instead of the Wilpons, when they got swindled out of $700 million from Bernie Madoff, instead of them being forced to sell the team, Bud Selig was their buddy. So, he goes, you know what? I'm going to force Sandy Alderson on you. He's going to be calling the shots and running the team. That worked out. When the Wilpons, when Sandy resigned, the Wilpons, Rob Manfred allowed them to conduct the whole interview process themselves. They almost hired Bob Melvin. They should have hired Heim Bloom from, from Tampa, but instead they hired an agent, not thinking, oh, an agent could screw up this whole team. He's running our baseball team. Brody did exactly that with making that huge trade, trading off the top two prospects and almost sending McNeil in that deal too, when McNeil hit 337 last year. So today marks the year anniversary of McNeil's debut, uh, July 24th, as Michael Conforto, too. Since McNeil's you got a little extra money in your year, pocket? I'm going to give you a big ding ding. I'm talking about a big name trade. Yeah, that's a big name trade. Did they have that one time? Big name trade. They, big name they trade. Were, <laughs> Frank, they were 37 and 28 last year in the last 65 games since McNeil made his debut on July 24th. Well, that was they false hope. That's what they always do. They always do it too, again this year. And too then uh, they'll bring back Callaway again, and then and we'll be your old. We'll be all all up and ready for it in April again for the, the June swoon next year. Too little, too late. But the thing is, the Mets never know what they have. They did it with Alonzo last year. They waited to call up McNeil. McNeil comes up. He has success. They go, oh, we don't know if it's for real. Like, we don't know if it's sustainable. Almost trade him in the deal for Cano and Diaz and, and acquire Cano. Like, you don't need him. You're blocking McNeil. 
And then they signed Lowry to block McNeil from third. <laughs> I even heard rumors they were considering trading Alonzo for Chris Davis. The only thing was the oh Orioles God. wouldn't take, uh, <laughs> took, take on uh, Chris Davis's salary. You want to hear a bomb? They almost traded Jacob DeGrom in 2012 for Kelly Shopik in the trade that they sent Pedro Beato for, like a waiver wire trade in, in August. Sandy didn't know who he was, and I think J.P. Ricciardi or one of the other guys, his assistant, said, no, do not touch DeGrom. Imagine what a disaster that would have been. You know what it is? It's the Mets have a piss-poor scouting staff. It's piss-poor. It's the worst scouting department in all of baseball. Yeah, I, I say it all the time. Like, they, they always say the most important thing that you can do is scout your own players because then you know who to keep, who to resign, who to trade, and all that stuff. And they clearly aren't very good at that because they did not want Jeff McNeil to be, like, our second baseman. They did everything they could to keep him out of the lineup. They sent Dom Smith down during the goddamn season this year when he was one of our best bats we have on the entire team. Uh, the they all, all to keep Keon Broxton who yep. after they DFA'd was ended up being DFA'd by the Orioles. Yeah, that's who how you know it's the worst bad. team in baseball. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a disaster. But it's like you could say the Mets scouting department sucks, and it does, but the PR department sucks because every time there's like a small brush fire, it turns into a five-alarm blaze. The, the training staff, we gave Ray Ramirez all the shit, and the same stuff keeps happening. It all starts at the top with Jeff Wilpon. So that's their we – we are just completely screwed. And like it gets to the point, though, like this is where I do. I just start talking about the Mets, and then I just come back to Jeff full punk because it's really nothing's ever going to change well how about the uh, pedro martinez book yeah yeah exactly the, it, it yep. goes all the way back to even back then you know even when they were spending money jeff was getting his you know the, the they were getting their hands in the team and making decisions that were just not good for the short term or long term you know and, all those years fred wilpon stayed out of the way he was kind of cheap but he never he never really interfered and they had nelson doubleday too who was there who fought him every step uh, but when he when that idiot son started taking over, we lose. Uh, the, the first thing he did was the, the end the relationship with uh, Norfolk as their triple A uh, as their triple A club. But they bought out Nelson Doubleday too as as co owner. As soon as Jeff comes in, he goes, "I'm not staying here while this idiot is running the team." He's run for the. That's what he goes. Run for the hills. He goes. I'm sure all the baseball people will follow me when this kid's running the team. He doesn't know. Yeah, he's going to learn how to. Because everyone that, that, learning that, how to run that, a baseball team. that the big problem is not Fred, it's Jeff Wilpon. It's Jeff. It's not Fred. It, it's it Jeff Wilpon. You're yeah. totally right. And and you notice too, Jeff's the one who goes to these minor league games. He goes to the rehab. I get he wants to see his players. He showed up to a rehab game in, in AAA this year when Lowry, Justin Wilson, and Nimmo were all playing. All three of them were shut down right after that. Yeah. He brings them back. They the way that the way that guys return from injury, and then you even can kind of see it. They say, like, a lot of times, like, Frazier comes back, or Cano, or or even Darno when he was here. And a lot of these guys, they come back from injuries too soon. They look like shit, or they get hurt again. And then when they go to teams that know how to manage them, right, they end up being, like, even, you know, Hansel Robles and Travis Darno are actually serviceable baseball players, and we couldn't wait to get rid of them on this team. And it never, ever goes the other way where they come to the Mets and do better. So we can just keep, like, banging our heads against the wall and say, this guy stinks, that guy stinks. Until, they're, until like, they go to another team and stink, I will not believe it. Even Ahmed Rosario, who drives me crazy, I know if he goes to another team, he will show that number one prospect kind of, like, you know, ability. It's just, it, it is what it is. Uh, man. I, I, I think it's because part of the problem is the Mets uh, coaching staff is bad. They go to yeah. another team, and it's, oh, so this is, yeah, you need to fix this. Yeah, you need to. 
do that. And meanwhile, the Mexico GCF is just like completely clueless and not, and just. And of course, the main one of the main problems is there is no accountability in his dojo. <laughs> well, Travis Travis Darno, I'm sure you guys have seen this. He has 11 home runs since June. Mets catchers as a whole whole have three since then. There hasn't Ramos been a season batting I don't think I think the last time there was a season the Mets hit 11 home runs among their catchers as a team was like 10 years ago. Who, Paulie Lolo? No, it was probably it was later than that. Oh uh, no, well they had that uh, guy who came in at that big first half, uh, John Buck, remember him? Oh my god, yeah. Buckmania. Right. Who can for, yeah. who can forget Buckmania? He was Harvey's catcher when Harvey was electric in 2013. <laughs> Harvey's the one guy that, like, when he left the Mets, we. Uh, but I'm telling you, if Harvey was on any other team, he would have been just fine. He was an asshole, and he had some injury problems, but they would have done the right thing. But you with know him. what? The Mets let him become an asshole. Yeah, exactly. It's again, it's it starts with the Mets. It, it, if it was with the, you know, the guys like, I mean, it's almost unfair to compare to the Mets to the Yankees because it's the gold standard of sports, if not baseball. But like with the Yankees, they would have done it fine because it's a bigger thing in hand. But even if it was the Cardinals, the Cubs, the Dodgers, whatever, they would have done it. The I, right I, I mean, I, I hear a lot of things about Matt Harvey that are just like disturbing. That he like, he like smokes like he's a, like two packs a day smoker. <laughs> so is Cespedes. Yeah, Cespedes too. Uh... That's Frank, pretty- where's your sources? Yeah, Frank, where are you? Do you do you know a guy at Seven Eleven or something <laughs> that he like? That he like drinks like, like it's that Matt Harvey uh, drinks alcohol like it's water, or Matt I drink Har- like it's soda. Matt Harvey had to buy a Tesla, so he stopped driving to the gas station to get cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story. That's well, that's an all timer. The uh, boat. That, there was a day that uh, he wasn't pitching. He wanted to go to the Met Gala, and he was upset that he didn't go to the Met Gala and was, like, sulking because he was afraid his girlfriend's going to leave him for Julian Edelman, which he ended up doing. Which happened, yep. And he was caught. That's why he was late for – well, he was fucked up the night before uh, before Cinco de Mayo, but he was late, and he was, like, in shambles about his girlfriend leaving him to go back to Julian Edelman. And, was it was like, right and he, like, alienated himself from the rest of his team. Yeah. There the was that is- story about uh, where he, like uh, – he was bragging at a twosome, and like one of the other pitchers, and, and I know who it was, said that uh, has she ever seen you pitch? Oh wait, who was it? Who, I remember that story. Did my suspicion. My suspicion is it was uh, Noah Syndergaard. Probably, you know he he doesn't mince words. We know that because Degrom is too quiet. He wouldn't do that. Matt, oh my God, it had another ball over friggin' Smith's head. <laughs> uh, Frank, I'm, I'm behind you, Frank. Frank, I love, you know, Frank, I just need to watch you watch Mets game. You just need to start a Twitch channel or something. Like, it, it re- I mean, you do the YouTube lives, which I guess is good enough. I, the, the, that voice, the, the people who want more. Everyone calls me. Yeah, that's true. Calls. <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, Frank, what happened with that? You, you, at, you got 20 calls in 20 seconds? Yeah, like basically my phone starts smoking. Why don't you just turn your phone off then? Because I got so many phone calls. The phone kept ringing. I couldn't even turn off the phone. You got to do that beforehand, Frank. You got you to gotta turn it off, then start the thing. Yeah. 
It's okay. Listen, Frank, it happens. People, listen, people want to talk to you. That's it. You're the man of the hour. No, they, they call, they have like, like a fake Chinese accent going, you order one time to take this delivery? Frank, there's people lining up to do cameos with you. Come on. Everybody wants to talk to you. Listen, you're the man. Everyone you, wants whatever. a piece of the tank. Exactly. You know what annoys me about the Mets? Oh, we now- Hap fucking sucks. Sorry. Now we, oh, oh, stop it. Stop hey, it. Avery, uh, Tommy Smokes and uh, Hubs, you, you saw I had beef with, with what they were saying last week about Zach Wheeler would be the sixth best pitcher in the Yankees rotation. Uh, you think he'd be worse than J.A. Happ? I think, no. Here's the thing. I just think they don't feel like they should trade assets for a guy like Zach Wheeler. That's why their their head is so blown up about the whole situation, is that when they're talking about Madison Bumgardner and Trevor Bauer, when Zach Wheeler comes in the, the name frame, it's just like, it's Zach Wheeler. It's not like those kind of guys. It's a Met player. I don't know. It's just like that that natural instinct to throw shade at Zach Wheeler. But I think he's a good pitcher. I don't have a problem with Zach Wheeler. I mean, he uh, the, his stuff is tremendous. So, you know, with good – oh, Frank, I just saw that Dom Smith play. That was bad. Um, ball over his head. So – Wheeler has tremendous stuff. He, they're just looking at his ERA, I think, to be honest with you. I mean, the Yankees shelled him the first time they played him this year, but then he shut them down for seven innings of one-run baseball when they played at City Field a couple weeks ago. Um, Wheeler's a rental. That's the other issue, too. So maybe I understand people are, like, hesitant about the rental. you getting a rental player. Is he necessarily going to put you over the top? Not really sure playing in, in Yankee Stadium. He's given up a ton of home runs this year because his pitches have been up. But when he's been right, like last year, uh, he got right in June and he got hot and he was one of the top five pitchers in baseball. Um, and then also Syndergaard, they were throwing shade at too, saying he's overrated. Yes, he has been overrated, but he's also been slowed by injuries over the last couple of years too. He's had the problem throwing a slider this year. It seems like in his last couple starts, he's gotten it back and has pitched well. But now tonight, I mean, other than some defensive woes, you know, it's, it's hard to tell. He's gotten hit around a little bit tonight, but the defense has just been awful as usual. Um, that's you the other mean, thing uh, you mean Jay Happ hasn't been pitching good? I thought he was good. I, I mean, I listened to Sports Pope, and he, <laughs> he gave him his blessing that he's the best pit arm that the Yankees could possibly get. I just think that, well, well, Jay, for Jay Happ, the, the Yankees just have so much run support that him mm. having, you know, a, a three-something mm. ERA is okay because they're able to just support him with the runs. But... You know, it just happens. Like, you saw what happened with Chapman last night. He's one of the best closers in the league, and he he just – that's just the way he pitches. He likes to pitch under pressure. He loads the bases. He starts sweating. You see him wearing the fucking sweatshirt under the jersey. He looks ridiculous, but he, he sometimes gets it done, and there's going to be a time, you know, where he doesn't. But, I mean, what a game yeah, last night. Yeah, maybe if uh, if Aroldis uh, Chapman uh, actually wore something cool on a day when it was that hot, maybe he wouldn't have nights like that. Yeah, I just don't understand. I, I guess it's just the way he likes to play. I mean, I'd like to see it, how different it'd be if he just got up there with a wife beater. Well, no pun intended. Oh, oh whoa, whoa. subject. <laughs> no, pun, no pun intended. You see, he's um, got the neck tats. Uh, he did get in that domestic uh, altercation, allegedly, uh, with his with his significant other. And then it wasn't it Chapin who fired a gun into the wall of his garage five times during that incident. Was that true or was that just a rumor? I don't know. I mean, yeah, this that is was all legend. Oh, Frank, this is all legend stuff. I need to know your sources. Apparently, Matt Harvey's smoking, chain smoking, and drinking, and now all this Chapman's firing guns. I need your sources, Frank. 
Sportsycyclopedia.com. <laughs> I, I have my I have my near my my uh, ear to my ear to the ground. Oh man! Well, listen, the the Yankees. I mean, what a game last night! Aaron Hicks's catch was one of the best catches I've ever seen. I mean, he covered. Uh, I think it said twenty-seven point four feet for, feet per second. And he had to cover, I think, 74 feet to make that catch. I mean, it was unbelievable. That was the game right there. And uh, I, what a game that was. I don't know if you guys saw any of the highlights or got to catch some of it, but it was just back and forth baseball. The Yankees were out of it. Then they came back in. It was awesome. Right. I don't know I who mean, was uh, more stunned at the end. I, I don't know if it was the Yankees stunned they actually held on to win or the Twins stunned that they lost the game. Avery, you can thank Frank for that uh, that win, comeback win by the Yankees. Frank uh, tweeted it into an existence last night. Listen, Frank's the reverse jinx. I love he's, it. Every time he's Eddie Bush from yeah, the Bronx Tale. From the Bronx Tale, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tweeted out. I've never seen the Twins manhandle the Yankees like this before. It's, it's weird, you know. I I think the their all time record against the Yankees is like thirty seven and ninety something. So they haven't had a good record against the Yankees, but this is this could be what we see in the playoffs. I mean, this is two teams that really battle it out. The Twins are up 2 nothing right now because Hap gave up a home run, mm-hmm. but I think it's just with these two teams, it's going to be back-and-forth baseball. They have a really good uh, pitching staff, the Twins, that is, and I think it's just going to come down to are the Yankees going to acquire a starting pitcher? Are they going to go the length to win a World Series? And I think they should. I, I think... Well, I mean, they might be in trouble because, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Ed, Edwin Encarnacion just hits a double, tries to run it out, and he gets tagged out. Attaboy. Uh, Avery, the thing is, with the, with the deadline now, um, the Indians, the Giants, and the Nationals <laughs> are, are all in the wild card spots for the AL and NL right now. So it doesn't seem like they're going to be sellers right now. I don't. That takes off uh, Trevor Bauer, Madison Bumgarner, and, and even a Scherzer, which was highly unlikely to begin with, off the table for the Yankees. So I wrote down a couple options earlier. Their best option right now to go for it, go for it, is to get Marcus Stroman. But they're trading with their division rivals. So the Blue Jays, why wouldn't they hold the Yankees' feet to the fire for, in the first place? And why, also, why would they want to trade with their division rival, making them better like that? Yeah, and one of their top prospects, pitchers of Bray, you just got hurt. So uh, I don't know how that's going to affect trades and whatever that might be. But I'd be willing to give up Florio. I'd be willing to give up Clint Frazier if it meant to get a starting pitcher. I got two pitchers the Yankees could get. Oh, here we go. (laughs) One's a lefty. Steven Matz. No, not him. Mike Miner. Frank wants Clint Frazier. I know Frank is itching for some Clint Frazier and – in his Mets colors. I want been saying Fra- it. I want Clint and, Fraser, and, and, and Clint Fraser's is, who I want. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a uh, lefty. Now he's a guy you can throw in a bullpen. He's a guy who throws off speed. And he's got, and he had a really good game yesterday. He, uh, only, he allowed, only allowed one hit yesterday. Ace Vargas. I'm talking about Jason Vargas <laughs> in Yankee pinstripes. Uh, so, you'll see... If the Yankees trade for Jason Vargas, you'll see me at the GW Bridge. <laughs> Avery, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball since April. He has one of the top ERAs. Uh, Other than his, his, his one blemish, uh, I'll knock you the fuck out, bro, to Newsday reporter Tim Healy in the locker room in Chicago. Uh, he's really – he's been good since his, he got knocked around in Atlanta in the first couple weeks of the season. I know, I, I know he's been good, but it's just not the Yankee way. It's, he's not – Jason Vargas, if the Yankees – 
acquire Jason Vargas, there's still going to be an uproar, no matter how good he is. The, the Yankees fans want the Madison Bumgarner. Uh, I mean, they want the I mean, Marcus yeah, Stroman. I mean, I mean, they want the big that, name. And, and also, Zach Wheeler too. You'll get Zach Wheeler too, and, and <laughs> all the all the Mets ask for his uh, Edwin, Edwin Frazier, uh, uh, somebody else, and Debbie Garcia. Uh, yeah. Well, Debbie that's Garcia, not happening. that's, that's not, not happening. Frank Fleming slashing prices for the Mets. Oh, man. Yeah, well, Frank Fleming's getting Mookie bets this offseason, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Jonathan Lewisica, there's, there's a guy with uh, that I take. But, Frank, uh, yeah. Frank, I can give you a 36-year-old reason why they would never sign Mookie bets now. A 36-year-old excuse for the next five years. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I, I, I But hate- it's the right thing to do. If they want to stop getting pants pissed off, if they want to do the right thing for, for once in their ed- God-forsaken lives, sign Mookie Betts. They don't give a shit about us. And, and it showed when that stupid ad on the foul poles now, <laughs> Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. You know, to be fair, the Mets shows. aren't the first team to do that ad. And it's they don't even serve Chick Fil A in the fucking building. That's <laughs> the most part, they, worst part of all this. At least put a Chick Fil A in the goddamn stands if you're going to take away the, the sight lines. God damn it, the little buns are the worst. I, take, I'm hoping. I'm that hoping that is. I'm hoping that's a precursor for a Chick Fil A in the stands. Maybe that would be good. No, Frank. They're just acknowledging uh, how they take off every Sunday game. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> I uh, hate to throw shade at Edwin Encarnacion because he actually was safe at second. He made a great play with the hand to get around the glove. So great wheels on him. Frank, we got to get away from baseball for a little bit. I got to ask you because you mentioned it before. The tanks taste test. You had the KFC Frito chicken sandwich and the Orange Lightning Mountain Dew. We got to hear it. Frank, how you feeling? Well, the Orange Lightning Mountain Dew was a little disappointing. It just didn't taste right. I mean, uh, I like orange. I like Mountain Dew. It just didn't mix right. It's not the right the, combo. The, the Frito thing was a travesty. <laughs> Are you a big Frito guy, Frank? Mm, not really. What about the scoops? The Frito scoops are something special, in my humble opinion. Well, these aren't Frito Lays. These aren't those. Those are the, the Cheetos, actually. It's... Oh, okay. Cheeto, so you, Cheeto, Cheeto Fritos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you, I, I, I thought you had something that I'd never heard of as well. So I know the Cheetos thing. I had, I had a little bite of a Cheetos sandwich the other day. Disappointing. And it's nasty. Yeah, they, they got to do better. You got to do better. You got to throw that, that Cheeto, that Cheetos, uh, the powder on it there. They, they, they did. Just, they, they did. It's they, just they not right though. It, it doesn't taste. They liquefied right it. it did, no, and it, the, the chicken was hard, so it's like they did get the like the chicken that you would usually throw away, the grade D chicken. <laughs> and like sour and they put sour cheetos on it the, the thing yeah they're they're like stale it's not good yeah. it's not good at all it's not good uh, at all sorry i'm going back to baseball really quick i just don't understand target field i mean dd gregorius just hit an absolute bomb the right field and it just looks like it goes out and then it just hangs and hits the hits the wall i mean first of all dd gregorius has been one of the best baseball players i've seen in the past week in a long time, he broke the record for most hits and RBIs in a game. I think he went five for five with seven RBIs. I don't think any shortstop's done that since um, shit. Hubs had the stat today. If it comes back to me, I'll remember it. But I mean, he's he's on fire. He just hit another double. It literally looked like it was gone. I can't tell you how many hits last night that look like they're gone. I don't know if it's the air in Minnesota. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but it's absolutely ridiculous. Remember yeah, what the, they, they had those sands that like jut and do things around. 
Remember in 2013 when the Mets had their shortstop problems and people were screaming for them to trade for Didi? Yep. Yep. I remember that. And Jeff, shout out to Brian Cash. Brian Cashman is riding an all-time heater. And Didi's been part of it. He is just everything he touches has turned to gold. It's 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 honestly one of the and Who did they can, get? Who did they uh, do, who did they give up uh, to get uh, Didi Gregorius? Great question. Was that E No, Ian Kennedy was the um they got Dean Kennedy was for uh, was the three way trade right? That yeah, was, they got uh, uh, Granderson. Granderson, yep. Uh, Didi was it was like a relief pitcher, wasn't it? It was. Um, it was a three team deal with the with the Tigers. Shane Green, right? Yeah, it was Shane Green and um, and the, ti- uh, I think the is, Tigers. Yeah. got Robbie Ray. The Diamondbacks got Robbie Ray and some Domingo Labaya. The Tigers got Shane Green, and uh, the Yankees got uh, Didi Gregorius. And well, he, are, that was post-Jeter, too. Like, he was the first shortstop after Jeter, and I, I honestly thought Didi was going to be the sacrificial lamb, would just get, like, shit on in New York for a year or two, and then they would do the Yankees things and sign whoever the best shortstop was. Shout out to Didi for just being a fucking monster. He's such a likable dude. I mean, I don't, I don't watch the Yankees at all, really. But just from what I could tell through Twitter, seems like you guys love the hell out of Didi. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, He's I the mean best. meanwhile, meanwhile, the Mets just, just continue to flail. I, I mean, just, just think about this. Basic things that the Mets could have done. Could have signed Cameron Maben. Nope, Yankees did. Could have signed uh, Adam Jones. Nope, we signed Keon Broxton. Keon Broxton's now been released by two teams. Adam Jones having a decent year in Arizona. They gave up prospects for Keon Broxton. Yeah. yeah. They, they could have signed Adam. They could have the simple offseason. Kept Jeff McNeil at second base. They could have signed Adam Jones. They could have signed Craig Kimbrell for money instead of trading to their two top two prospects to get Cano and Diaz. You know, they just could have had a much simpler offseason. But it's too difficult for these owners to spend money. They just won't do it. They won't spend money to, to fix the team. They have to shop on clearance. And whenever they do try uh, pony up and spend a little money, it always comes back to bite them in the ass. And then, then, then when they, uh, they, 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 they rush uh, the Travis Darno back, get to the position where they have to release him. And then all of a sudden he finds himself. Well, Eddie Mush, I have a little bone to pick with you because I feel like you spoke and tweeted him into, into, being a successful baseball player again with all the Travis Darno slander. But I mean, the whole Mets fan base turned on him and rightfully so he was, he's awful behind the plate and his arm has been shot for years. Um, we lost the world. I know, I know the pitchers are awful at holding guys on, but he couldn't throw any of those Royals out for his life in the world series in 2015. They stole bases on them left. And they right. stole, they stole the, they, 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 Travis Darno couldn't throw me out trying to steal. <laughs> I wish we could arrange that. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing from last mm-hmm. night: someone retweeted the Yankees trade tweet for the Aaron Hicks after he made the catch. It's uh, hashtag Yankees acquire outfielder Aaron Hicks from the Twins for catcher John Ryan Murphy. Gotta love it. Ryan Cashman. Isn't he the guy that sung uh, John Ryan Murphy? Isn't he the guy that sung Wildfire? <laughs> Yo, Tank, man, I love I love the knowledge in all aspects of life, of all the arts as well. I love when Tank gets into the arts. 
Me and Avery have no idea what Frank's talking, referencing on there. <laughs> Never. They Never. call him wildfire. Well, you're not listening to Yacht Rock on Sirius XM? I just, the Yankees get these guys off the scrappy. Didi, all right, was a top prospect. The Diamondbacks chose Chris Owings over him, who also turned out, who turned out to suck. Didi couldn't hit his body weight before he went to the Yankees. Goes to the Yankees, becomes Robin Young. The Cardinals and Oakland A's could not make Luke Voigt into a serviceable first baseman. He comes to the Yankees, he becomes Jason Giambi in his prime. It's just, it doesn't make sense. The Yankees, they get uh, Gio Urshela, who's a career journeyman. And now he's all of a sudden, he's, he's Nolan Arenado. Poor man's Nolan Arenado. Since well, it's, Mike, like the, it's like the Mets jersey is basically uh, kryptonite. kryptonite. And the Yankees jersey is the Superman cape. Since Mike Talkman came on the short porch, he's batting like 528. <laughs> I bet Hubs takes credit for that. Oh, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't you worry. We're taking credit for it. It's the short porch bump, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, you yeah. guys got to get Tommy Kaling on yet. Five. Tommy Kaling's on next. He, he, I think he is going to be coming on soon. Just uh, stay tuned on that. Yeah. Since coming on the short porch, Mike Talkman batting 529, 619, 824 with a 1.443 OPS and five RBIs. You can't make that up, but the thing is, since Luke Voigt came on uh, the short porch, he's been batting uh, below 200, and he got hit in the face with a 91-mile-per-hour fastball. So. Yep, I'm using that as the excuse. He's our guy. Luke Voigt's our guy. He got hit in the face. He'll be back. Don't worry. Gary's in a slump, too. Hey, listen, there's some secret stuff in the Yankees clubhouse. We don't know what it is, but it's well, making— Well, uh, Gary Chance is on the D, uh, injured list on, now, on, I believe. On the I.L. Yeah, yep. so he, I, think, I think he needed this more than ever. I think what's he, he what's he like one for his last 85? Yeah, he's just a really streaky hitter. I mean, he was streaky all last year. He had a really hot start this year. I think he just needed a little bit of a relapse. He need I, I didn't necessarily think it needed to be the IL, obviously. He got hurt, but when he comes back, I think we'll see a better Gary than we've been seeing the past couple of weeks. Ever I, ever since London. Ever since London, he's uh, hasn't been the same. He had like a thumb injury in the second game, but I, he said it, it doesn't involve that, but who knows. Groin injuries are tough, though. I mean, you saw LeBron this year. LeBron, you know, missed significant time with the groin injury. He's never injured. Gary Sanchez with a groin injury right now. I mean, I don't know how severe it is, and I don't think they'll know <laughs> for a couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, it could it could wind up slowing him. And I, I, I kind of disagree with you. I feel like uh, this could be a huge issue, especially with Austin Romine. Austin Romine is batting 244 on the season, and he has a, he has a 262 on-base percentage and is only slugging in 300. So, uh, Unbelievable. You know, Unbelievable. Mike Talkman is a god. He just fucking hit a two-run single. Let's go. Blooper get, gets past the center fielder. He's unbelievable. Only the Yankees. I love it. Oh, man. I think that if the Yankees, um, if they want, they need a big starter to get put over the edge. That's what you were saying about, uh, you know, Vargas who get criticism. It's not even that. It's just like the Yankees acquired starters last year at the deadline. They got Jay Happ. They got Lance Lynn. It didn't. I mean, the compliments they thought would help, and it and it wasn't enough. Well, this is you, their year. Be fair. Last year was the Red Sox year. Yeah, it, and it was. You're right, Frank. But at the same time, this is the Yankees year this year. They need to go out and get a top level starter. It's just I the think, question I think is, no matter who they get, it's going to do it. I think they just need the starter. The question is, who's it going to be? I think their best option right now is Mike Miner from. From the Texas Rangers, I could see, I could see it. So I, as I think Mike I Miner, though, uh, you got to watch out for those Texas Rangers. Those players wilt in that Texas heat out there. 
I think I mentioned uh, on one of our podcasts that when the Yankees got Sam, Sam Breen as one of their um, pitching, not pitching coaches, but he's uh, he, he's a driveline baseball guy. He's wor- he's on the Yankee staff now as a as a pitching consultant or whatever. Well, and the Mets Tre- have a pitching strategist. <laughs> <laughs> and Trevor and Trevor Bauer is like the head of driveline. So I don't know if that correlates. We'll see what happens, but. It's tough when all these pitchers that the Yankees are rumored to get, they're on teams that are contending, like you said, Pat. So we'll see what I happens. Mean, I, I mean, I like the fact that the Mets now have Grandpa Simpson as their uh, pitching coach. When <laughs> I, I was, my day when I was pitching, I had to face great players like Hannes Wagner. <laughs> oh, man. The thing is, though, he has – the pitching has improved since he took over. I mean, their bullpen is has the, be- the third-best ERA in the league in the month of July. Jeez. Since the All-Star break, Familia, Diaz, Wilson, Avilon, and Lugo, and also Bachelor and Jacob Ram have all not combined to pitch scoreless innings. They haven't allowed a run yet. I mean, you realize he was the closer for the 69 Cubs. Yeah, it's incredible. He's an old-school guy. Frank, I want you to talk. Frank, talk us through how the cameo process works. We've been seeing you pump these out. I mean, how <laughs> well, does the process Clem work? Wants to get, uh, Clem wants to get on board. I could set him up. I could uh, refer him. No way. Example. I'm not going to your cameo. No one wants to see my ugly mug on their poor phone. Not going to do it to any, any well, sad so. I, uh, I, I might even raise my price, but. Uh, oh! 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 Yeah, Frank, $10 is. A, we talk about it at the office. $10 is an absolute steal for a Frank the Tank cameo. Big time Tommy is charging 40 bucks. You wow. need to be charging more money, Frank. <laughs> Frank's the high price. Yeah. But it's 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 ten. I charge ten dollars, and uh, basically I record like one minute long videos for everyone, uh, birthday shout outs and different things, whatever they want. And okay, I've made uh, and I've made uh, two thousand dollars so far. Oh wow, Frank! Thank you. Keep that under the table, man. IRS is listening. We don't tell them what we do. <laughs> the feds are listening too to this, Frank. <laughs> yep. The thing is, though, too, Frank, you, you roasted some kid about his golf game today. I saw on your latest cameo. Yeah, that was a request. Sing a birthday song and rip his golf game. That's so great. Frank if, Frank, if you charge the same rate as Big Time Tommy, so you've done, what, to excuse my math there, $10 for $2,000 is $10 a cameo. What is that? You've done it 200 times yet, or have you? Yeah, something like that. Twenty-five. So if you did, if you charge the same rate as Big Time Tommy, you would have made eight thousand dollars. That's almost as much money as you made on Big Brain. Wow. (laughs) You put it like that. But yeah, I might raise my rate. I think you should. I I really do. I think people are getting pennies on the dollar here for for something that's that's way more than the value they're paying for. Yeah. if if you guys better, if you want tank at the, at the discount rate, you better go on now. Cameo.com. You better get tanky now. Yep, get it in now because that price but is I'm about to get. Flip, I'm baby. trying to refer people. Frankie inflation. Get a bonus too. Yeah, Frankie I know. inflation. Frankie's trying to get me on there, so you need it off of my fucking hard work. No <laughs> thanks, Frankie. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'll do it for. I'll, I'll do it for free, Frank. What do you think about that? 
I'll start on. <laughs> I can't. I can't touch you though. I mean, you have like the original songs you make up and stuff like that. I mean, the, you know, those people are getting a bargain for ten dollars. What are you gonna go up to? Twenty? Clem, I. Uh, I might go fifteen first. Fifteen. All right. Fair enough. Clem, I think that you, if you did that, I think you'd be in the same boat as Frank to where your phone wouldn't stop ringing. <laughs> if you didn't charge anything. <laughs> I mean, you could, I mean, some people charge like outrageous rates. Right, shoot for the moon, baby. If you fall, you land on the cloud, right? Shoot for the stars. Frank, I think you should go for 20. You should start at 20. Yeah, Frank, let's go to 20 right now. We'll just do it right now while we're on the podcast. Frank, I'll, raise you, it July, I'll raise it August 1st. Frank, All right. You should, you should post a, 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 like a thing to register. Have one of your new guys post a thing to register for your cameos on Sports Encyclopedia. You said you're getting 1,500 clicks a day. You know, you'd, probably, you'd rake in even more. Well, this yeah, is a, right. hey, this is a PSA when, uh, right now, August 1st. You have your time right now. If you want a Frank the Tank cameo, you better get it in before August 1st yeah. because that price is going up, baby. $20 <laughs> to the promised land. And people are going to pay it, Frank. You know they are. They want to see more Frank content. And uh, what I'm going to do is uh, when, once I decide who I'm going to hire, and I might send you uh, a copy of the proposal I got. To help, but uh, I did the people I'm looking at. Um, uh, these are the people I'm leaning on unless I get more, uh, more people to uh, make proposals. So you got to get your proposals in by the end of the weekend. Because I'm probably going to make my decision by Monday or Tuesday. Jump on it, people. You heard it here. I mean, you got to get on it right now. Speaking of more Frank content, Clem, we're, Clem, we were talking about last week uh, how we wanted to see Frank, because Frank cooked his uh, baby back ribs. That was mm -hmm. a hit in, it, in his video blog. We want to see Frank on a cooking show with uh, the 20 Cent Chef. <laughs> I think I, Tank, I love Tank's shows because... All the all the other all the, like most of the other cooking content we have either on Barstool or just in general is stuff that I always feel is like too tough for even me to do. Frank stuff like the guy made Kool Aid. <laughs> the guy literally put water and powdered mix. I mean, if you can't get behind that, I, I am all in on Tank Eats. It's one of my favorite things. It's also Tank Eats has been the um, has been the thing that's caused some of the like the most incredible viral moments, like the the English muffin pizzas, and then the person took that and then just had you. They zoomed in when you were throwing the stuff on the ground. Oh, it's <laughs> it's absolutely electric. Tank Cooks is maybe the greatest property you have right now, Tank. You, that's what you should do. You should, I don't know if there's like a food version of Cameo, but the Tank comes to your house and will cook you a meal. <laughs> pay for gas, maybe. That's I think people would pay just to see you make a meal. I think people would do that. I would, I would yeah. yeah. Tank gives you salmonella. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this kitchen I live in is impossible to clean. It's got like I was gonna say, Tank Tank attempts to clean grease off of his uh, oven. And I, and I use a spin brush that that uh, I brought for twenty dollars on uh, on uh, it said it would get things clean, and it doesn't. It doesn't really work well. Tank, I, I don't know how to tell you this. I don't think you're getting a security deposit back when you move out of your apartment. <laughs> I don't think they're going to give that back after that kitchen. <laughs> yeah, Frank, hopefully you're staying there for a long time there. <laughs> I've been here uh, close to 11 years now. Uh, so what? So is this like, was this like your first apartment? Oh, no, no. So you're, you're older yes, than this. This is your first apartment. 
Yes. Moved in and you're like, fuck it, I'm I'm in for good. What floor are you on? Basement. Ba- oh, oh. basement. This whole this this changes everything about your apartment in my brain. I thought you were like seventh floor this whole time. Tank is in the basement, so this makes perfect sense. You've been grinding down in that basement all these years. Well, what's good is it what's good is this? Uh when I get like pizza delivered, it's like uh I had I opened a window and the window's like ground level. And I had to slide the pizza through the window. So I don't even have to go out uh, and get hit. You just your eye Frank's eyes poke out. <laughs> Frank, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Frank, have they ever got don't they get sketched out by that? They might, but I don't care. They just get through the window. It's like that's like when you like see in movies when people go to a club and they like slide the thing with and you just see their eyes. I could just imagine yeah. Frank sliding just to let the pizza in. Guy, he's like, hey, and the guy's looking around. He's like, down here, and then you just see like Tank's little hands come out, and he's just, <laughs> oh, Tank, you dog. I had no idea. What a, oh, what a visual. This is priceless. Right? Can you can you record that next time you do that, please? That would be a plus content. Yes, yes, please. Periscope it or something. Just like stream that live. That is incredible. Right. You need a you need a GoPro, and you need to wear it on your head when you do things. Oh, that would be electric. Uh, maybe one day uh, I'll invest in a GoPro. You yeah, got take answer. that cameo money. You got it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, up your rate and then take it after after you uh you know build up some cash. At least match your your big brain money. But I think you should uh you should you should try answering the door when you order food one time in your Vader mask, being in that basement window. <laughs> oh my god! They might just <laughs> they leave the pizza turn. and run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, get a free pizza out of it. Well, no, well, I usually order now to DoorDash or something like that. But it's not DoorDash; it's Window Dash with you. They they drop it through the window and run. Of course, did I had uh, whatever the frigger name is, Lakeisha or Ladisha, whatever the hell it was. Oh, the Lakeisha Gate. Lakeisha <laughs> Gate. <laughs> Where uh, she wouldn't come down my driveway. <laughs> Frank doesn't come to his food. His food comes to him. Yup. <laughs> well, they said right directly to the door. And there's four doors in my apartment. There's the front door in the front of the house. There's two. There's three side doors. And I'm the one at the bottom uh, of the, uh, the driveway. Frank, so, so give us a visual here because we haven't seen this. So you're saying you're on the basement floor. When you open your window, is it like ground level? When you open, is it grass? Do the people have to bend over and hand the pizza? No, no, no. Or is it is it height level? Is it's, it? It's like chest level. Okay. All right. So there, I, I, I'm just picturing you opening the window and people getting on their hands and knees to slide yeah, the basically pizza through. <laughs> They might have to like uh, just like hand it over at the waist level out on the outside, but okay. uh, it's chest level for me here. And then you just hand the money through and say thank you, come again, and just slam the window down. <laughs> yep. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. So actually, over the weekend, uh, I'm sure you guys saw part of. The I mean, it tape. looks like a. It looks like a basically that I'm sitting in a uh, McDonald's drive-through. <laughs> I can picture that. <laughs> Frank, how is it the ba- that's just I'm confused though. How is that a basement if it's on if it's not underground? It's semi underground. The windows are basically an inch off the ground on the outside. So when you said you were going from the basement to the penthouse with Sports Encyclopedia, you meant that literally then. 
Yeah, um, I besides when I get in, when I get in, I when I get uh, when I come home, I go downstairs to get to my door. Oh boy, Frank. Well, over the weekend, uh, Stu Finer was interviewed by the part of my take guys at his estate, a uh, friend of the show, Stu Finer. Uh, and I actually I'd come up, floated the idea to Frank over the weekend that we should organize a hot dog eating contest between Frank, Stu, and Big Cat. I feel like maybe Periscope it or something. I feel like that would that would be a, a very popular uh, video. Frank, uh, would you be down to doing to oh, doing that? Oh, of course, of course. Tank, are you a competitive? Like, are you a competitive eater? Like, are you a, are you a, a, like a long distance guy or? A I don't. I'd, guy? I'll be better of a long distance guy. Uh huh. In a quick yep. guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the- I can't. I can't imagine the tank likes wet bread. I cannot imagine the tank nope. wet bread one bit. Nope. It is no bueno. He doesn't no. like condiments though, so that helps him out. Uh, you could dip it. He doesn't like Frank. You don't like eating water with your food. Right? We know that. So if you dipped it in a soda of your choosing, would you would you partake in that? I'm not sure. I don't think I could do that either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the one that crazy girl who Barstool found who was dipping uh, chicken tenders into into Coke. Yeah, I mean, that's just a different level. Of- I, 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 need, I, need, I need my taste. I need my yeah. taste. That's why I'm better at the long-distance eating. Just yeah. like this. <laughs> Tank, I'm just thinking of you getting these pizzas. Yeah, me too. I, I can't get it out of my head. You have to film it. Frank, you have to film it. You have to. And is there a guy, like... Like obviously, you know, you get like the repeat delivery guys. Is there guys like he just knows just to leave the tank's pizza on the ground and he'll just come and just snag it? Uh, I think there's a couple of people I've seen that repeat people. <laughs> they roll up to the window, sup, Frank? And now, now that I think about it too, like I always thought you were, you know, like a few floors up. When you're screaming about the Mets, people walking by on the street are just like, "What the fuck's going on right now?" He's like, God damn it, Mickey, get it again! <laughs> Who's getting murdered in the basement? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, there's kids that are like terrified. They're like, "Don't go by that apartment. It's haunted." It's like every night at ten o'clock, you just hear someone screaming about Edwin, someone named Edwin or Mickey at ten o'clock every single night. Or Ed, Ed Luz Diaz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Frank, I picture you in like in Home Alone, <laughs> Tony Tolkien in Home Alone. Leave it. Keep the change. You filthy animal. And the pizza guy puts the pizza down and runs away. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's 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 it's, it's chest level. So it's it's like it's like partially underground. So basically, because I have a uh, an air conditioner under my window, and the air conditioner sits like one inch off the ground on the outside. So it's basically partially sunken in, is the better way to put it. It's not like complete all the way underground. But it's like half underground. Frank, what, it's like Frank, it's like a dugout. Frank, what about Ralphie? We haven't seen Ralphie content. We we need more Ralphie content. Yeah, where's Ralphie? Because he stays in his apartment all the time. He does all he does is walk his dog and go to work. Ah, uh, the Ralphie content electric. <laughs> and then he uh, and, then he, and then he starts calling WFAN after midnight, or sometimes he'll get through to uh, Joe and Evan or. Uh, Mike Francesco, just to talk about the Indianapolis Colts. That's amazing. Oh, <laughs> That's well, Frank, I tweet, Frank, I tweeted out. I tweeted out just to let people kind of give them a taste of what what's going to be unleashed tonight on them about your basement. And uh, people are saying you do like it's the Ninja Turtle method. Do you remember when the Ninja Turtles do that, or they they accept the pizza that way? 
you sick son of a bitch. Did you, did you like, is that like, were you like between three apartments and you were like, you know what? This one has the basement level. I could do the old Ninja Turtles method to get my pizza. I didn't even think about that when I was thinking about it, but I was, but when I moved in here, I realized that, gee, this is, I don't even have to go up the stairs to get the pizza. I just opened the window and have them slide it in. Could be the coldest day or the hottest day. I'm going to have them uh, slide it through that window. <laughs> genius frank truly pure genius uh you're my hero frank you know what else i do when i go food shopping i uh come in i open the window and i start bringing the uh, the uh, throwing the groceries in through the window oh tank you just that what a shortcut to life a life hack if i've ever heard one Oh, you just throw them right in now do you like are you now how much of a how much of a drop are we talking here frank Maybe at the most two feet. Oh, <laughs> okay. So that's bad. You like you? Will you throw the eggs in, or will you carry the eggs in separately? I'll uh, put them on the under the, the edge of the uh, edge of the window so. with the sodas and the uh, and of course the jars of gravy. <laughs> yes, the jars of gravy. Those have to be transported in safely. Very nice. Very nice. Oh, thank you. The oh, best. No, sometimes sometimes my uh, canned uh, vegetables they get dented, but you know. They get dented, they get dented. Thank you're like you're, you're the gift that doesn't stop giving, man. I mean, it's, it's you're ridiculous. Be, you're better than the Dosakis guy. Yeah, right? For real. Well, it's, cra- it's crazy. Just when you think you know all about Tank, he pulls a pizza story like this <laughs> one. Oh, Clem, this... I just responded to you saying that I'm just never going to get this out of my head. It's just, it's never going to happen. It's... I'm going to be thinking Dude, about this for the rest of no my life. There's no better way to get a pizza than to get it through the window. <laughs> Tank, I mean that like, this is how you tease your episode. This is just this is the episode where Tank describes how he gets his pizza like some fucking like the Ninja Turtle. I don't know what else to say. Like I didn't know logging on. I thought we talked Mets, a little bit of football. Little did I know we'd have this Tank. There's nuggets for days for Tank. Nuggets for days. I love you, Tank. Doesn't stop. <sighs> oh man, Frank, that you're electric. Yeah, this is. This is. I mean, listen. This podcast is all about you. You run the show, but it just doesn't. It doesn't stop. The grind doesn't stop. We all love sports encyclopedia. It blows the reference websites out of the water. And You're just a legend. I, once I finally choose who I'm going to choose to get this thing neat, it's going to be nice. It's going to have frames. It's going to be able to navigate it. It's actually going to look uh, presentable. And then I could start maybe uh, looking at people to write and help me write it and get all caught up again. That's right. Listen, you know, if, if you're listening, you got to get that application in now because Frankie's about to drop the hammer on who he wants to run the site. If you want to be a part of this ship, you got to get on it right now. That's it. Yeah, Frank, how many writers do you have so far? Well, I've had a couple. And it just pays. And uh, I haven't paid anyone yet for doing it. But uh, I might offer like a little... A little stipend. If, did Ralphie if you, ever get on the keyboard there? You no. ever throw Ralphie on there? Oh, why not? <laughs> the abrupt no. Like, yeah, that, that, that was that like was, I, I shot him down. I think he could times. do it. I think he could do it. Oh, man. But uh, there's only one team you could write about. Uh, and they were blue and white. Oh, my God. Frank, if, I, you ever, if you ever need some help writing, I'd be more than happy to help. Uh, 
right now I kind of I kind of have a busy schedule. I mean, I'm working a full time job. Yeah, and I, I understand I it, and I and up. I only need like a thousand words, even like five hundred to a thousand words. Yeah, I mean, here I might be able to help you out here or there. I write for three other publications for, and now football season's starting up. I write for the Giants and I write for the Mets, of course, for the shit well, show. I, I'm not going to do any of the updates until I actually get the thing uh, fixed. I can't get the fucking pizza thing out of my head. I'm watching the Ninja Turtle scene right now. <laughs> I see Clem die and I just can't breathe. <laughs> this this is gonna have to be a cartoon. Yeah, we need someone. I I don't know who can draw this cartoon of just Frank just going slipping the the twenty dollar bill out and then just snagging the piece. And all you see is two little tank eyes as the glow of the TV. I mean, you gotta bring this up on. You gotta bring this up on like Barstool or something like that. Maybe they can find the animators to do it. I'm. I, oh. yeah. I tomorrow I will throw it in the ring tomorrow for sure, Frank. When I get in the office, I will make sure to throw that in the ring. That is an all-time story. <laughs> Frank, where, you're a gem. Like, where were you? Where, where were you before your NJ Transit rant? I was here. He was doing God's work, apparently. Grinding away. I mean, I I work at the courthouse. I and maybe one day if I ever get hired full time or. Get away from the courthouse. I could give you the stories of the courthouse. <laughs> oh, that that will be an all-time pod. Uh, Frank, can I take a blood oath? Like like when uh, you become a made guy in the mafia, they had they pricked Frank's Frank's finger and he had to rub a burning card together at the courthouse. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, I you're mean, not getting out. You took an oath. I mean, I got great stories. Oh man, we'll save that for another time. I got nothing else. Well, well, actually, uh, I wanted to shift back to football with you guys, of course. Uh, practice for training camp officially starts tomorrow. Uh, but we had a little uh, something else in the news yesterday in Odell Beckham's famous GQ interview. What are no. you guys' thoughts on that? He's just an asshole. I can't take him. I'll, I'll let Clem take the reins. I, I don't like talking about him, but go ahead. No, I mean, I... I when I saw that, when I first saw it, I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" The guy just can't stop talking about it. But I also will say this: he he's answering the questions that are asked to him, and GQ, like every single company or any single uh, you know outlet that's going to do an interview with Odell has to talk about the Giants because they don't, you know, the Browns he hasn't played for yet. So he actually said today he's done talking about the Giants. If he's actually done, I'll be happy. If he keeps doing it, it's getting to the point where it's just getting weird now because it's like the Giants, like every. Basically, like all Giants fans loved Odell Beckham. There was definitely a faction that hated him, but that's for its own other set of reasons we go into. I was just, I'm just like, I'm just so sick of hearing Odell complain about everything, and it's always in rose-colored glasses. Like he, he even brought up the playoff game, and it's like I only got seven targets. No, you got eleven targets. You had four catches, and then there were seven incomplete passes, many of them which were drops because he had an awful game. I'm just done hearing about the Odell Beckham stuff with yeah, the Giants. I love someone... Odell. He's making it harder. To just like remember the good days with him these days. He drops someone, some touchdown passes. In he's that someone game. that's never going to live up to his full potential because he's going to be just in his way. Well, the thing is, too, he admitted what we already knew. He admitted that he thinks and thought he was bigger than the brand. The Giants, who have been a model franchise since 1929 or 1925, excuse me, he thought he was bigger than the brand of the New York Giants. 
even last year. So actually Friday marks a year anniversary. Um, I was working at Giants training camp with WFAN for a couple of different days doing interviews. We interviewed every single player. The only player starter on the team who did not interview with us any of those three days, Odell Beckham. I understand he has his differences with the team, but he just, he lacks maturity and he doesn't do things. He separates, they say he's a good teammate because everyone likes him. Like he's a cool guy, whatever. He separates himself from team activities and from team